Bonjour, everyone, and welcome back into the minds of two idiots. I'm your host, Grayson, along here with your co-host, Hutch. Today, we're going to start with an awkward scenario, then we're going to review the Killer's Christmas album, Don't Waste Your Wishes. Hutch, how are you doing today? Doing great, Grayson. Uh, just come point out a couple things. Grayson, I want to point out your intro before we started. We had a quick um, mess up. Grayson said, welcome into the minds of two Indians. So it was, it was a great intro. Whoops, my he bad. He said, bonjour, welcome into the minds of two idiots, Indians. Also... Alexandria Braxton is here, listening what? on the show. She is live in our studio. Alex, you want to say something to the people real quick? That's crazy. I'm hand her my mic. What's going on, YouTube? Welcome back to my channel. My name is Alex, and I am joining Hutch and Grayson on Into the Minds of Two Idiots. It's not YouTube, but thank yeah, you, I was Alex. Say, like, thank, what? Yeah, this is not a YouTube channel. Thank you, Alex. So, but yeah, she is listening in live. She is like basically like two feet away from us. Like right now, because my studio is so small in my bedroom, so she's just kind of sitting right here. <laughs> That's a, this is going to be a fun, fun show. As Grace said, we got a very awkward, very funny scenario to talk about. Then we're going to go through the Killers Christmas album. Me and Grace and here are both big Killers fans. Mm -hmm. So let's just get right into it. The awkward situation, this is a really funny one. If you at home have gone through this, I mean, me and Grace have both experienced this. If you've gone through this, you know the pain and just the awkwardness of this. So... Basically, the question is, what are you supposed to do when you say goodbye to someone? Like, you're with a friend hanging out, you say goodbye to them, and maybe two minutes later you see them again, or you start walking the same direction. What are you supposed to do? Do you just ignore them? Do you start up the conversation again? Or do you make like, a stupid little joke that some people do, like, hi again, bye again? Well, Grayson, what the heck are you supposed to do here? For me, I think it depends on the person. If it's someone like I'm not really close with and it's just like I didn't want to talk to them to begin with, I pretend I don't notice them. I keep walking. Like, yeah, I just I keep moving. Okay, I agree there. If it's someone like you're not as close with, you might just want to ignore them. If it's a friend, like if it was you, like let's say it was you, if it was me and you, I'd probably make the dumb joke like I'll leave eventually or something like that. I'll probably long just say time something no stupid see. like long time no see. I love using that one. Uh, yeah, I'll probably just say something stupid like that. It's hard. It's hard to like when it's someone you really really know. It's hard to just ignore them. That's mm. just so weird. No, I feel like definitely if it were someone like I'm as close with as you, I'd definitely be like, hey, yeah. Yeah, like, so just something stupid. It definitely would be, like, not as awkward, but I feel like yes. if it were anything less than and that. And Alex is also recording behind us right now. I hate this. Phone. Why is she yeah, here? Yeah, she is making this so weird. Alex, please I'm leave. I'm so uncomfortable. Hutch, I'm scared. Yes, Alex is laughing, cackling in the corner, recording us. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. We appreciate it. Okay. I mean, that's pretty much it for the warm-up, Grayson, if, if there's any last things you want to add. I mean, no, that's pretty that, – that, that's about it. All right, let's get into the Killers Alex, album kicking me. review. Yeah, Alex is now kicking us. Okay. Grayson, please, let's let's take this off. So we're talking about the Killers Christmas album, Don't Waste Your Wishes. All right, so first we're going to go in before, like, we break this album down. I think let's uh, talk about the fact this was an album put out in 2016. Uh, consists of 11 songs. This album is actually more of a compilation than anything, so it all worked. It uh, Essentially, the Killers would put out one Christmas song every year for about a decade. Then on the 11th song, they put their last song out with an album, creating this whole yes. yeah, album, Don't yeah, Waste Your Wishes. Exactly. So this has been something my family, uh, we listened to each Christmas song like as it came out every year uh, until now it's just become a yearly like staple of our Christmas season. Yeah, I mean... 
I actually I actually didn't know that fact about the album. That's actually really really interesting that they did that. But yeah, very very cool that they did that. Yeah, and I really enjoyed like it's become such a nostalgic part of my Christmas just because like one I've grown up with these songs, but two just because it was always something to look forward to. Like, hey, when's the new Killers Christmas song coming out and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. for today's episode, we're really just gonna be m- maybe less of a review, but really just kind of breaking down each song, kind of looking into like what the message behind each song was and like what the whole like story behind this whole thing is. Yeah. So with that, let's just start from the beginning. If you're uh, listening at home, if you like, if you just look up this album, "Don't Waste Your Wishes," you could see there's whole track list and stuff like that. Uh, first song in the album is called "A Great Big Sled." So. This song, it um, definitely, I think, is like a great start to the album because it really consists of the whole idea of uh, like a grown-up man kind of struggling with the fact of like almost like I feel like it's almost like losing the childhood. Yeah, it's it's like eventually, like when you grow up, you like lose that spirit. It's just kind of that that battle. That's that's really what this represents. He's just talking about how he wants to be. A kid again riding in a great big sled. Yeah, and, and here I'm pulling out the about. lyrics here. Uh, it's definitely talking about how, like, uh, there are lines where he's like, uh, little boys have action toys for brains. I'm a living proof it can last a long time. So it's kind of like uh, this type of guy really he's, just. He says, I want to roll around like a kid in the snow. I want to relearn what I already know. Like, like he just wants to be a kid again. That's really it. Yeah, it. It's he really wants that it. spirit. He misses it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's definitely like it. This album definitely focuses on less of, like, the joy of the season, really just kind of digs into, like, some of the bitterness behind it, how, like, it really can be, like, a sad time. Yeah, it definitely. Christmas is not always all rainbows and unicorns. It's mm-hmm. it definitely can be a difficult time for people. Yeah, so the second song definitely takes a little bit of a turn on this album here. We this have... is my favorite song of the album. This is the weirdest one, Don't Shoot Me, Santa. It's so weird how, like, I love how they got, like, Santa in it, and there's, like, a conversation. Like, if you haven't listened to the album, you should listen to this. Yes, my, please My do. personal favorite song. It's just weird. It's, like, I understand. It's, like, he's, like, saying don't shoot me. Like, Santa's holding him at gunpoint, but it's also so funny because, like, it's a real conversation between him and Santa throughout the song. It's just, like, so stupid, but I don't know. I just love it. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, so there's, like, a few different times they'll bring back this almost, like, dark Santa Claus-type character throughout yeah. the album. And this whole song is technically a premise of, like, uh, the lead singer Brandon Flowers is kind of doing this portrayal of, like, a little kid who's kind of saying, like, I've been good when really he's not been. And essentially to make up for it, Santa's going to kill him. Yep. Exactly. I sure it sounds weird, but, like, it's a good song. I promise you. (laughs) So, yeah, there's, like... I feel like that's the easiest way to explain it. There's really not much yeah. more to the story besides the fact of that really just a kid being held at gunpoint by Santa Claus. <laughs> exactly. God, that sounds terrible. It's really just what it sounds like oh in the whole God. song. That's really what it is. But it's it's honestly just like the conversation between them two, it's just really actually really, really funny. Yeah, honestly. and this character, uh, like Dark Santa, comes back a few times. We'll definitely see him in the music videos. So... Uh, yeah, in this first music video uh, for Don't Shoot Me Saying, it really just shows, like, like pretty much, yeah, again, like him being held at gunpoint. Uh, yeah. Okay, so for the third song, we go back to this emotional state. We have the song Joseph Better You Than Me. So this yes. is one of my personal favorites on the album. This really is where it takes the uh, one of the more religious turns of the album. So, yeah, a little bit, yeah. 
The whole point of the song is, if you're familiar with like Nativity Story, there was like Joseph, Mary, uh, yeah. they gave gave birth to baby Jesus, and the whole thing was like, uh, there was the Virgin Mary, and it talked about the fact that Joseph just had to believe that this was his child, yeah, because uh, so it really talks about the fact where it's just like when uh, Mary took the stand saying like this was her child, uh, blessed by God and stuff like that. Joseph, did you take the stand? Do you believe her? Did you give in to the rumors like it's not your child and stuff like that? And it really questions the character of like this well-known person from the Bible. Yeah, it's, it be, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense because like it wasn't like, like it was Virgin Mary, you know, like they like mm-hmm. they didn't have a baby together. Like he was just kind of named the father. Yeah. And it was like, it just kind of puts that into question, which is really, it's really interesting. And yeah, this is definitely a more exciting song because this also features uh, Elton John and Neil Tennant. Yes. So like this, uh, this was one of those where people would listen. They're just all of a sudden like, oh my God, Elton John. But like, yeah, I think definitely. Exactly my reaction when I listened mm-hmm. to it for the first time. Yeah. Like I know we're going quickly through these, but there's, I think in if you really want to like experience what we're trying to say with the album, just listen yeah, to it yourself. Yeah, if you haven't listened to the album yet and you're just like confused, you should listen to the album first, then come back. Then you can actually understand what we're saying. So for song number four, this is another one of my favorites, Happy Birthday Guadalupe. So uh, they brought in a mariachi band for this song. And the whole point of this one, it's um, really about, I'd say it has uh, with like its sound and lyrics, really about like a Mexican Christmas about – a guy yeah. and his wife, Guadalupe, talking about how, I forget, like her birthday is on Christmas, uh, I believe. I, b- I believe that's yeah. what it is, yeah. And so this one, there's not a lot of like message to the lyrics per se. It's just like a really, I think a really nice sound. Like I love the sound of like, mariachi and stuff like that. Yes, I, I completely agree. And like, I think it's really just like one of those, like it's simple, but it's nice. Yeah, it's like, just a nice song. I think that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, there's not really, like, a couple of the songs have, like, a deeper meaning. This one, it didn't seem like it had, like, a massive meaning mm-hmm. behind yeah. it. Yeah, sweet and simple. Yes. So, for song number five here, we have Boots. This uh, this is the one song, like, I would say, watch the music video for this. Because it really shows, like, there's so much more to the song than there really first seems. So, this song starts with a sample from one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it's A Wonderful Life. And uh, the whole I'm point. To be honest, I've actually never watched that movie. Oh, I know Hutch, and it hurts me because never it. watched that movie, and I've heard that I'm not missing anything. Uh, you're not. You are missing a lot, and I hate to say it. Like, okay, okay so that that's its own rant on its own time. That but is its like, own rant on its own time. Yeah, yes. that's like I I can get into why that movie is a masterpiece, but that's not the time for right now. Are you sure? Yes, I, because this <laughs> that could, would take that, that would, would be a thirty minute pod. That, that could be, be easily around a thirty like, minute rant. Yeah, that could be like the whole episode. Like, <laughs> I don't want to yes. go there yet. Uh, you can we can argue in school about it. You mm-hmm. can argue in school. Save that for next time. But listeners, tell him that tell him that he's wrong. I, I'm Please. not though. I'm not. Anyway, but this whole song, if you watch the music video, it the song lyrics really talk about nostalgia, and it's really kind of like. Um, this guy is about like a guy really stuck in a rut here. Yeah. And kind of thinking back to nostalgia, it's just like I can see my mother in the kitchen, my father on the phone watching television. It's a wonderful life. Uh, really just has this nostalgic level of just like missing home, missing family. And if you watch the music video with it, it really ties about um, 
it looks like a man who's actually homeless. So with yes. this, he gets a boombox and does uh, spends like a good month like street performing and doing stuff like that. Uh, all to just come home to bring uh, Christmas presents to, like, his family and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, a little bit going back to, like, the Great Big Sled, how they talk about, like, the nostalgia and all of that. Yeah, and I think really with, like, that nostalgic level, it really talks about, like, again, like, this negative perspective on the holidays where it's, like, like it almost has a sense of, like, I feel like once you hit adulthood, there's a level, like, you miss about it. There's not that childlike wonder yes. to it. I feel like this is a very killer's thing to do. That is a very killer's thing to do. This is a very killer. The lie. killers have a lot of, like, drama songs, and mm-hmm. I feel like this is a very <laughs> killer's thing to do to yeah. show the, the dark side of, of what Christmas can be. Mm-hmm. And then we go again back on number six to another very simple song. We got the Cowboys Christmas Ball. Yeah. This is... I don't know if I'd say it's a country song, but it's the lyrics don't get more country than this. Yeah, it sounded very, like, cringe country. It Yeah, this song is pretty much, like, if you could put the word hootenanny, then make it a song. That's this how is, this comes <laughs> out. And it's pretty much Perfect. about this guy. Perfect. at it. Just think, like, Western scenario, basic, like, Western movie at Christmas. You got the Cowboys Christmas ball right there. And... <laughs> I, <laughs> wow. Yeah. People who like country music are being really offended right now. I mean, you're going to get the Taylor Swift fans on you. You're going to get country music fans on you now. I don't know Everyone's if I can fight you. off the Taylor Swift fans, but I you can know, fight they're off still, country. They're still attacking you. Yeah, I know. I can fight off country fans, though. Yeah, we were at like, a youth leadership meeting, and uh, Kate was Kate was going after you. Yeah. yeah we, <laughs> Yo, did we just do a shout-out? That's crazy. Yeah, I just shouted out uh, Kate Hopkins. Shout-out. That's crazy. Um I don't think she goes to Liberty. No, she doesn't go to Liberty. No. I think she's at Parkland. Whack. Okay. Yeah, whack, honestly. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, go on, Grace. So the seventh song, I feel it in my... This is one, like, I feel like I put on most of these songs at Christmas time. This one, I don't, because it... This just doesn't feel like a Christmas song to me no, at it, all. It feels like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like super Christmassy. Like, some of them, like, are the bad side of Christmas. Some of the good side of Christmas. This doesn't really feel and like Christmas And then some are kids being held at gunpoint. Yes, that's exactly... Yeah, that's, it doesn't really feel like Christmas. Yeah. It's like this one, It they mention, uh, I think, I forget this music video, but I'm pretty sure it goes back. To, this is the first time it goes back to that dark Santa type character because it starts as like a letter in the lyrics. Like, um, dear Santa, I'm writing you a letter. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I was naughty once, but now I'm nice. And it just goes into this weird thing about like, and I feel in my bones. And I don't know. It just... It's one, like, it doesn't have much to it for the song. It, it feels like it's almost moving, like, a story forward with a, this Dark Santa thing. It just, I don't feel like there's a lot of level to the song that, no. like, I yeah, can I agree. be related this is, to. This is probably, like, like, if you had to rank all the songs, this, this would probably be this would be towards my bottom. the bottom. Definitely. This would probably be towards the bottom. This would be my worst. But Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there's not a lot to say about that one. It's just, no. like, I don't know. It's just kind of, like, it falls flat, I feel like. Yes. So, song number eight. Maybe I would dare say my favorite song on the album, "Christmas in L.A." This, this song, uh huh. This song, it's about um, someone who they uh pretty much sacrificed enough where they tried to go out for to become an actor in L.A. Like which L.A. I'm sure you know, but like well, yeah, the they're trying to go for the big the city. Yeah, they're trying to go big. Mm-hmm. Go big or go home type thing. But exactly, it's kind of the whole premise of it is like. The being there for the holidays, knowing they can't go home, and it's kind of the person 
sitting there waiting for like fame to arise and stuff like that, but just kind of being at what should be like one of the happiest times of the year, just kind of being stuck at like waiting for the good. Yes. Like the yeah, they're just like start. they're in the big city. Like all the big things are here. Like ev- like everything that you want in like a big city is it's there. Mm-hmm. But, but like he just still doesn't really feel just, happy because yeah, he's not home. It's not, not his home, home, and there's no success in the thing he came out for as well. Yeah. So, yeah, like, this is one, like, if you watch the music video as well, it has, like, a really well-done performance by Owen Wilson, and it's just, it really shows the, um, some of, like, the heart, and, like, the heartache. Like, uh, yeah. for, like this is definitely the one that represents heartache for the holidays the most, I think. I would agree with that. Yeah, this is probably one of the more like the ones that show like the real heart like heartbreak of Christmas. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've got song nine, which uh, this is called "Joel the Lump of Coal," and yeah, as weird as it may sound, it took a few years for me to fully process this song. So, a fun fact for this song: this was uh, co-written "Joel the Lump of Coal" by Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Jimmy yes, Kimmel and Jimmy the Killers. Kimmel. <clears throat> yeah. So there's a you, there's a whole thing they did on the Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel show showing like the lyrics behind it, but uh, yeah, the story really goes back to uh, this lump of coal named Joel. Uh, really, like his main goal in life, he just wants to keep Santa warm and keep the elves cozy. That's uh, one of the lines. Uh, until pretty much it says where uh, Santa takes him uh, one year uh, to give him as. Uh, a like quote unquote present. Yeah, a quote unquote present, but as we know, like lump of coal, never yes. a good sign. Lump of coal. If you get a lump of coal somewhere, it's not a good sign. Yeah. No, so Joel was really excited, thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna be some lucky gift for some kid." When really, uh, he ends up finding uh, on Christmas morning, this kid wakes up with like tears in his eyes, and it really goes into him. It here like the last lyrics. He is, is somebody. He is somebody's heartbreak. Like he yeah. is the reason somebody like cried. And he. On Christmas morning. And at first it was hard to deal with, but he knew he could make something good out of it. So, the whole thing was, uh, he had the kid squeeze with all his might to make uh Joel into a diamond, essentially. Yeah. So, after more lyrics, I've kind of realized that uh this is a type of movie. Or no, sorry. This is a type of uh, song where it really just, uh, it actually kind of, if you look, can represent like the story of Jesus. Not to bring like, not to like force religion down your throats or anything here, but uh, the whole thing was like um, Joel sacrificed himself for this kid's joy, and like yeah, I've exactly. seen comparisons here where it's kind of just like. People compared Joel to like Jesus and stuff like that. Yeah, actually, I did when I'm listening to the album. I looked up a lot of the songs online. I actually did see that comp somewhere online. Mm-hmm. There was like a comp where it was like he sacrificed himself so that he can make the kid happy. Yeah, and I think that's just a really interesting thing. And just even if it's not about that, I think it's just Joel. Like, even though it's like a really simple type of story, like it, yeah. like it was just a, about a likable character trying to make some good out of it's it. It's a really like heartwarming story. Like at the end, where it's like he sacrifices himself to make the kid happy. Like, that's what he does. And it's, like, a really, like, simple but also at the same time really nice story. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's that a lot. That's, like, the charm behind a lot of these songs. Like, they're simple, yes. but there's something really endearing and, like, sweet about them. Yes. So we've got song 10 up next, which was uh, Dirt Sledding, I believe? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. So this is the last song in the weird Santa thing. Uh, yeah, last song for 
uh, Bad Santa. Uh, yeah, I don't. Bad Santa, Weird Santa. Is there an official name for Dark Santa? Say Dark Santa? It's Dark Santa, sure. All right. Dark Santa. Uh, and so it's pretty much the whole point of the song. It's uh, it's the same guy who did the voice for Santa back in um, uh, Don't Shoot Me, Santa Claus. He yep. pretty Ryan much, Party. Yeah. He, I'm assuming I'm saying his name right. Ryan Party, right? Yeah, okay. I think so. I mean, it's uh, not spelled. I, yeah, I'm actually not sure if I'm being yeah, I'm completely honest. Sure. But it, the whole thing is, uh, hey, kid, I'm getting tired of all this. Run around. I think I'm going down. Uh, don't you think it's time we reconciled? Maybe we could talk a while. And the whole thing is about Santa having a change of heart, essentially. Um, it seems like that's how they kind of ended it, like twisting his character around a little bit. Yeah, and I think it's less that, like, uh, maybe that uh, I'd say, like, the kid had a change of heart, but I think it's kind of... Like, I always got the messages just, like, uh, Santa was so tired of trying to make sure everyone was behaving right and being correct. Yeah, he was just, just done. Like, he just do wanted what, to let go. Do what you want. Yep. And, like... So it, the song starts out super slow, and it kind of has, like, this good groove to it if you move on later. And, like, it's one of those, like, I don't listen to Like, I really don't listen to this album for, like, the story of Dark Santa that much yeah. or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, Dark Santa is, like, a weird side part of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I just, like, this is one, like, I like it. It's, like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, I just, it ha- like, I really like the sound of it when it comes later on. But, yeah, I think it is a... I still don't fully understand the message, but I kind of like it. Like the just kind of being done. Yeah, just just letting go. Mm-hmm. Just being done with it. So we want to go to this last song. Cause this, this, I mean, this is one of my favorites of the album. This, this really, one's really – this is a different song from all the others. Mm-hmm. So they – for the last song, uh, they did a cover of All My Home for Christmas. So this is like a six-minute song. Their only cover song in the entire album. Yeah. Which I'm really impressed by because sometimes like artists – they do like a ton of like cover songs of different songs, and they just end up not being good. Or their original songs when they try to do originals just flop terribly. Or they just flop. But yeah, I mean, uh, Killers did a lot of originals here that actually did work out pretty well. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I mean, obviously a couple that weren't Co- the best, but a couple of them like most of them were good. Aren't understood or just like, uh, yeah, I feel like definitely aren't like some are definitely stronger than the others. If yeah, I said. definitely. But I'm glad they didn't just like go with like some of the. Like some of the bigger names, like do with their Christmas albums, or just do a ton of covers or whatever. Like they actually like made up a lot of their own songs, did really well with them, and put effort in them. But this last one, you can go on Grace. This last one was special. So this last song, I feel like, really focuses on like this nostalgic level. A lot of the songs have, like, a, yeah. a lot of the best songs on the album have, where it really, uh, it's a six-minute song. It really like for there's like, I'd say like the first three four minutes of it are just is just uh, the lead singer Brandon Flowers telling a story. Yeah, that's all about. Yeah, it's really all. It's not really a song. It's just him storytelling. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is behind about how in elementary school he first found a love for music when his elementary school music teacher uh, sang once, and it really he ended up uh, kept he te- he kept talking about it for a while, really like saying the scene about his childhood, until for the actual song "I'll Be Home for Christmas," he said uh, that was the song his teacher sang. That really got him to realize that music was something special and kind of created this passion for him. So for that song, then, he brought on that elementary school music teacher who Same is now... one guy. And how old is he now? He's like super... He's I a lot think older, like right? 80s now? He's like, he's like in his 80s. Yeah, it was insane. I'll, I'll quickly look up his age for you. You can go ahead. All right. But it really just... Like, this is a song like... 
uh, it just it took the nostalgic level to a whole different level. Like it really, you could tell there was so much heart behind it, and you can hear eighty six, eighty six. Wow. Yes, eighty six. Yeah, he was uh, teaching Brandon Flowers in the fourth grade. Yeah, which I think that's it's just it was so cool hearing this guy sing because like. Like you could tell there was such emotion in both of them. Yes, there were, you can you can clearly like, I mean you could feel like the connection they had and the emotion that there was there. You could really you could really feel it in the song. Yeah, so the first and the story. Yeah, so. the song was done two verses. The first verse was just the teacher and then the second one was uh Brandon coming in on the harmonies. And yep. it was just those two voices, really simple, but it I think it really captured the nostalgic and heartfelt level of one the holidays and two just music overall. I couldn't agree more with what you just said. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah, and I think even if you don't check out check out this whole album, if you really just give that song a good listen, I think I think that definitely could show. Yes, like, but yeah. If you haven't listened to the album, you really really should. Mm-hmm. You really really should listen. It's a, it's a really great album. A lot of good songs. Yeah, and I think. I think it really was just the perfect way to end an album. One, because, like, it's just such a good ending, but two, because it was ending this legacy of them doing singles for, like, over a decade. Yeah. Yeah, and with that, I think that's the entire album covered. That's the entire album covered. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Into the Minds of Two Idiots today. Please follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at two idiots underscore pod is the social media, uh, is the handles for both those social media accounts. And thank you to Alex for sitting in, listening on the podcast. Any last-minute things you want to say to listeners, Alex? Follow me on Instagram. What's the handle? Bro, I actually gave a plug. That's Alexander crazy. Alexander Braxton. All right. Go ahead and do that. Follow her on Instagram. All right, everybody. That's going to be it for In the Minds of Two Idiots today. Thank you all again so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. We do. We'll see you all next Monday. Goodbye, that, everybody. That actually, that is a lie, Hutch. We're, oh, shoot. Yeah, we're taking... Oh, yeah, sorry. Shoot, because next week is... Obviously, yeah, because Christmas. So next week, oh we're unfortunately going to have to be taking off next episode for Christmas. But we'll see you all in two weeks then. You both gave the next so episodes. much false hope. That's I'm awful, sorry. Hutch. I'm sorry. Wow. I gave the people false hope. I can't believe right. this. Goodbye, everybody. Happy holidays. I'll be home for Guizmois. <laughs> there you go. Wow. That was I awful. I hate this place. Wow. Goodbye, everybody.